pastors Michael and Brenda Brunzo welcome you and thank you for listening to the following message. This message was recorded during a regular service at Faith Fellowship Church. The Bible tells us in Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So we believe this message will encourage and strengthen you in your daily walk of faith. God bless you as you listen. with you. I, I, I had a, I thought I had a message. I started with it this morning, studied it most of the day, and uh, about 20 minutes before service, I just didn't feel like it was right. I could have forced it, I could have pushed it, but uh, I really felt like God was trying to get me to change direction, so I jotted down a few things and Hopefully it's the direction that he wanted me to go. That's what I felt. So uh, we're going to start in Hebrews 10, 19 through 23. And I want to talk about the value of being in the presence of God. Being in his presence is more important than anything on earth that I could think of. In Hebrews 10, 19, it says, Therefore, brethren, I'm reading in the Amplified Classified, Therefore, brethren, since we have full freedom and confidence to enter into the holy of holies by the power and virtue in the blood of Jesus, by this fresh, new, and living way which he initiated, Jesus, and dedicated and opened for us through the separating curtain veil of the holy of holies, that is, through his flesh, And since we have such a great and wonderful and noble priest who rules over the house of God, let us all come forward and draw near with true, honest, and sincere hearts in unqualified assurance and absolute conviction engendered by faith, by that leaning of the entire human personality on God in absolute trust and confidence in his power, wisdom, and goodness. Having our hearts sprinkled and purified from a guilty, evil conscience and our bodies cleansed with pure water. So let us seize and hold fast and retain without wavering the hope we cherish and confess and our acknowledgement of it for he who promised is reliable, sure, and faithful to his word. Yes. Is God faithful? Yes. Is his word true? Yes. Is he faithful to it? Yes. Amen. And he magnified that word even above his name. Yes, it did. So we can count on and be confident in the word. Yes. He said with full confidence mm-hmm. we can enter into the holy of holies. Yes. We can enter boldly. And he gives us full access to heaven. We enter in not by the blood of bulls and goats, as a priest did once a year on the Day of Atonement, but we enter in with a sacrifice, just like the priest did, but our sacrifice is the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, that high priest I mentioned it Sunday, he could only enter in that one time on earth, and 
that was considered the holiest place, not only on earth, but in the universe. There was no other place holier than that place. And the thing that made the Holy of Holies, that little compartment in the tabernacle tent, the proper tabernacle proper, was the very presence of God dwelling in there. Yes. That was God's meeting place with man. Yes, yes. But he had to be met by a representative that was qualified to come into his presence. And that priest that did that once a year, he was the high priest. The other priests, they ministered outside the tabernacle, within the tabernacle, in the in the holy place, which was before you get into the most holy place or the holiest of holies. Uh, they can minister anywhere around there. They can make sacrifices and prayers and offerings and things, but they could not enter into the holy of holies. Only the high priest, and only once a year, yeah. and he had to he had to make sacrifices in order for himself to be qualified to enter that place. Yeah. So it was a holy thing to get into the presence of God. And like I mentioned Sunday, if the priest didn't make the proper sacrifices, if his heart wasn't right, and he entered into that holy of holies in a wrong attitude, a wrong state of heart, God would have struck him dead. And they would have had to drag him out. He wore a high priestly garment that had bells and pomegranates around the bottom of the fringe. And as long as he was moving, the people outside could hear the bells ringing. Yes. And they knew all was well. Everything's going good. Amen. The bells are ringing. Hallelujah. Wow. The priest must be doing what he's yes. supposed to be doing. We're going to get our sins forgiven or atoned for one full year. Yes. Praise the Lord. But Hallelujah. if the bells stop ringing, something went wrong. Mm -hmm. Drag them out with the rope. Because yes. they couldn't even go in there to get the priest if he if he dropped dead in front no. of the presence of the Lord. Yes. So it was a holy, holy, holy place. Yes. And only the high priest. No, no common priest, no common person, no Jew, no Gentile. Nobody had access to the presence of God. But in this day and age, in this dispensation, the dispensation of the church since the uh, sacrifice of Jesus Christ, we all have access to the presence of God now. Amen. Every one of us, the lowliest saint, the lowliest Christian, the lowliest person that, uh, can enter into the Holy of Holy. Not only enter in, but he said to come boldly before his throne of grace. That's in heaven. That's the heavenly Holy of Holies. He said, come boldly before my throne of grace and receive yes. help. So when we come before his throne, we come boldly before his throne uh, of grace. We receive help. We we enter that place in prayer. We enter in the, that place for protection. There's a lot of benefits of being in the presence of God. And he said we enter in by a new and living way. And, and Jesus' flesh represented that veil. And when the veil in the temple, when Jesus was sacrificed and the veil in the temple was torn from the top to the bottom, indicating that it was God doing the tearing. Because if it wasn't God, it would have been torn from the bottom to the top. And that's man's religion. That's man doing it. And it wouldn't account for anything. But because of Jesus, it was torn from the top to the bottom. And God says, the way to me is now open. 
You don't need a high priest because I'm making you priests. Yes. I'm making you not only priests, but I'm making you kings and priests. Yes. And I don't know what you know about the Old Testament, but kings and priests did not mix. That's right. Anytime a king acted like a priest, he got in trouble. Yes. And so Jesus, uh, God said he'll make us kings and priests, uh, and we will rule and reign with him in the kingdom. Yes. Amen? Amen? So we have a position with God. Yes. And we have to uh, be in his presence to receive these things. And uh, in verse 22, it said, let us draw near with a true heart. That's one of the keys. It has to be a true heart. Yeah. In full assurance of faith. We enter in by faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience, conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Uh, this is talking about a bodily cleansing, but there's spiritual implications because as the priest would enter the uh, inner court, there'd be the altar of sacrifice, then there'd be a, a brass laver, and it would be full of clean water for the priest to wash the daily dirt off of his hands and his feet and his face. And as he looked into it, it reflected back, and it was like a mirror. Yes. And it represented the mirror of God's word. James talked about it. Yes. And uh, it's, it's a mirror that we look into, but it's a mirror for the soul. It's not for our face. Right. But it's, it's a type of the same type of mirror that we use to comb our hair and brush our teeth and put our eyelashes on and all that stuff. <laughs> it gives us an image of our face, and it shows us what needs to be corrected. Yes. Got a hair out of place, you fix it. Mm -hmm. Need eyebrow pencil, you put it on. You need lipstick, you put it on. You, you put your makeup on and stuff, and before you leave that mirror, you make sure everything is right, everything is straight. In the military, we call it a gig line, that your buttons lined up with the buttons on your pants, and you had to make sure everything was right, and then you left the presence of the, of the mirror, and uh, in uh, the book of James, he tells us that mirror is the word of God, yes. the, the law of liberty, yes. which means that when we look into this book this yes. law yes. of liberty it reflects back to us yes. not what we look like on the outside but it reflects back to us what yes. we look like on the inside yes. Yes. and just like that mirror will tell you what needs to be corrected yes. this book will tell you what needs to be yes, corrected and not only that the mirror of the book of the word of god tells us how to correct it yes I mean, you just learn by looking in the regular mirror every morning. You just learn what needs to be corrected and the best way to correct it, the best makeup to use and all of that stuff to make sure that you're looking your best. Well, God not only shows you what needs to be corrected or improved, he tells you how to do it through the Word. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When you like a mirror to tell you that, mm -hmm. and just say, you know, uh, we say mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the fairest of them all? And the mirror comes back and says, well, if you fix that eyelash, you'll be the fairest of them all. And then what you need to do is you need to take that mascara and you need to turn it this way and curl it that way and, and tell you how to, I don't know, just tell you how to correct it. <laughs> I have to use the illustration of a woman because I don't do those things. <laughs> I don't even brush my hair after I get out of the shower. I blow dry it and the way it lands, that's it for the day, you know? And no makeup. God, don't make me eat these words. 
pray. I pray I don't have to pencil in a couple of rounds before this thing is over with. But I have Pastor Red to help me so much. <laughs> but in verse 23, it says, we enter in with the profession of our faith or yes. the confession of our faith yes. without wavering. See, we don't enter his presence with our mouths closed. That's it. Come on. There should be praise and adoration and thanksgiving yes. and love coming from our mouth. Yes. Amen. Yes. Uh, and, uh, you know, the, uh, the it should be a fruit. The, the Bible called the fruit of our lips, you know, where uh, God appreciates that. He's yes. not an ego maniac or anything like that, but everybody likes to be appreciated, and God likes to be appreciated like that. And we enter his presence with adoration and love and, yes. and praise and thanksgiving yes. and all of these things as we're entering into Thank the Holy you. of Holies. Yes. Don't you think that yes. priest was praying before he yes. parted that curtain? See, after you you left the, you you made the proper sacrifice, then you went to the laver, cleaned up the body, the outside, and then you went into the tabernacle proper, the holy place, the first compartment under the tent. Yes. And you come to the uh, table of showbread, the golden lampstand, uh, and and then there's a prayer of incense yes. right before the curtain that enters into the holiest of holies. And you would go into that place walking in the light of the word that was fueled by the Holy Spirit, which was represented by the oil in the lamp. Yes. And that's what kept the, the light burning. Yes, it is. And, and so that's our Christian testimony. That's what keeps our light burning, the Holy Ghost. Yes. And, and uh, then you go to the uh, table of showbread, which represents the church. We're gathered here tonight. We're gathered here on Sunday. Yes. Why? We gather together and fellowship yes. on the bread of life around yes. the table Hallelujah. representing the bread of life. Thank you, Lord. And so that's what the priests would do. Yes. Uh, they would gather around that table and they would fellowship. Yes. After the sacrifice, after the cleansing of the washing of water by the word, yes. and then entering in in the light of the, of the gospel of Jesus Christ or in the light of the Holy Ghost, uh, your testimony, your witness, and then you would gather around the table of showbread yes. and fellowship with one another. That's yes, what we're yes. doing tonight. Yes. We're around yes. the table of showbread. Thank you, Lord. But then there's the altar of incense, which represents our prayer life. Yes. These are all necessary things Come to get on. into the presence right. of God. That's right. You can't start at the lampstand. You can't start at the table of showbread. You can't start at the altar of incense you got to start with the sacrifice yes don't go try to go any yes. further without that god says that you can have access to my presence but you got to do it my way yes Amen. the priest couldn't make a shortcut that's right and so then he would come to the altar of incense and that would be prayer yes. and, and he's praying before he goes into that most holy place and the, the altar of incense is burning the incense it's rising up there's smoke rising up and that represents the prayers of the saints yes. coming into the presence of god and yes. into his nostrils yes. and it was a favorable aroma to him yes. but then when the priest was ready he'd pull that curtain back yeah. and he would enter into the holy of holies in a cloud of smoke yes a cloud of incense yes a sweet burning smelling savor for the Lord's nostrils. Yes. And uh, if he made it that far, he was in good shape. 
And then the, the Lord would allow him to approach the holiest thing in the universe, and that was the Ark of the Covenant. Yes. And he'd take the blood of that animal, the sacrifice, Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. and he'd sprinkle it on the mercy seat. Yes. And if God accepted that sacrifice, it was the way it was supposed to be done. The priest did everything he was supposed to do. If God accepted that sprinkling of the blood, he allowed for the atonement of sins, not only of the priest, but all of Israel for another year. But the sacrifices had to continue. Yes. If you messed up and you sinned, you had to bring a sacrifice. Amen. And that priest had to, to sacrifice that for you. Uh, there were sin offerings and grain offerings and praise offerings and all kinds of offerings. And, and they were continually, every day, thousands upon thousands of animals being sacrificed. Yes. Jesus eliminated all of that. Yes, what if you had to come to church on a Sunday morning with a lamb under your arm? It wouldn't be very nice. I mean, it would be a bloody mess. I mean, blood all over the place. I don't want to cut that lamb's throat. I don't want to sacrifice that lamb for you. But Jesus became that lamb. Yes, and he gave us access to the throne of God. Hallelujah. He gave us full access to his presence. And not only that, but bold access. In full assurance. And with the profession of our faith. Yes. You go into the presence of God and you talking. Amen. Amen. You ain't silent. And you might be silent for a minute, but you better start talking. Amen. 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 You don't enter with your <clears throat> mouth closed. God wants us to enjoy his presence. Yes. He paid a great price to make it available to us. Yes, he did. And he made it very easy to get into his presence. I mean, he made it so easy to get into his presence. Yes. And uh, we don't use it nearly as much as we should. He wants us in his presence because everything we need is in his presence. Yes. And the devil will do anything he can to keep us from getting that revelation. That's right. That's right. He don't want you to know that you have access yes. to the throne of God. He don't want you to know how easy it is to enter his presence. Yes. He makes it hard. And that's why we have so many different religions, because people don't read the word. They go according to the traditions of men. And this guy says, well, you can never enter the presence of God. He's too holy. No flesh can enter the presence of God. Uh, and, and, and that's true to a sense. You don't go in there in flesh. God is a spirit, and we worship him in spirit and in truth. You enter, you enter through the spirit. Yes. Amen? Yes, you do. But Jesus made that possible. He was the veil, and, and uh, when the veil was rent, uh, was right after the uh, resurrection. A lot of people think it was uh, when Jesus died on the cross, the veil was rent. No, it was three days later that the veil was rent and the graves were open and people witnessed their, uh, their uh, departed loved ones walking down the streets of Jerusalem. Yes. Third day. The veil wasn't torn until God accepted that sacrifice. Yes. Atonement for Israel didn't come until the high priest got in there, sprinkled the blood, and God accepted that sacrifice. Amen. But Jesus mm -hmm. entered into the heavenly holy of holies. Yes. And he sprinkled his own blood on the mercy Thank seat you. in heaven. Yes. When they designed or built that tabernacle on the earth, God told Moses to make sure that he built it exactly according to the pattern. Yes. That God gave him. Yes, well, what sir. was that pattern of? 
a heavenly holy of holies. And that heavenly holy of holies is where Jesus went right after the resurrection. He said, uh, he told Mary, he said, don't touch me. I haven't ascended to the Father yet. I'm, I'm holy. I can't be touched. I can't be contaminated. I can't be uh, messed with because I have to go to heaven and perform the priest, the high priest's duties. And so he goes to heaven and sprinkles his own blood on the mercy seat, and God accepted that sacrifice. Amen. That's when salvation comes. That's when the, the veil was rent from the top to the bottom and the graves were opened after the acceptable sacrifice. Yes. Amen? Amen? But in his presence, there's rest, there's glory, there's strength, gladness. Yes. Uh, the Bible says, I can give you scriptures, but we're just going to skip along here. It says our enemies perish in the presence of the Lord. Yes, they do. Yes. Yes. And uh, these are some of the scriptures that I use and I, I value because, the, uh, you know, I have an enemy right now. And that enemy is perishing in the presence of the Lord. Yes. Yes. Amen. And so we seek to get right. into his presence for yes. all of these things. There's yes. great benefits yes. in his presence. Yes. And, and not only that, mountains move in his presence. Yes. There is great joy in his presence. Yes. Great and exceeding joy in his presence. And where's our strength? It's in the joy of the Lord. Yes. Amen. Naaman said that the joy of the Lord is, is it Naaman? Our One of them prophets said the joy of the Lord is our strength. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. And so the more joy you have, yes. the more strength, strength you have. Yes. And the best place to get joy and yes. abundantly is joy. in the presence of God. That's right. Amen. Yes. I'm not preaching some kind of off-the-wall message that's way out there. This is something that you have access to on a daily basis. Yes. yes. Access to the presence of God. Yes. And he made it so easy for us to enter his presence. Yes, right. he did. Through the blood of the, of the sacrifice that Jesus made. Yeah. People think it's hard to get in his presence, but it's not. No. His, his presence is available to us, as the saying goes, 24-7, 365. But that's not all of it. His presence is accessed from anywhere you are. Yes. You can be in your car and access yes. his presence. Hallelujah. We can pass her at night, and especially when she's yes. by herself, we fill the car with the presence of the Lord. Yes. You can yes. feel it. And you know, here we go again. Yes. But I'm going to tell you, there was times we smelt the aroma of roses in our car and in our house. You can access his presence in the shower. You can access his presence in the bedroom, yes. in the living room, the kitchen. It don't make any difference. You can be washing dishes and access the presence of God. That's how easy he made it. But far too many people don't take advantage of that. That's right. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Psalms 107, 20, he says, uh, Lord, help me. Or Lord, help. They cried in their trouble, and he saved them from their distress. He sent out his word and healed them, snatching them from the door of death. In other words, he sent his word and healed them, as King James says, and delivered them from their destructions. Yes. I like the way this puts I didn't even write down the translation. I was in such a hurry. But Lord, help, they cried in their trouble, and he saved them from their distress. 
Sometimes that's that's one of the shortest prayers you can pray. Help! Yes. Jesus, help! He sent out his word and healed them, snatching them from the door of death. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Then he said, let them praise the Lord for his great love and for the wonderful things he has done for them. Let them offer sacrifices of thanksgiving and sing joyfully about his glorious acts. In the Old Testament, you had to come with a live animal, and he had to be perfect. Couldn't have any blemishes, couldn't have a cross eye, couldn't have a, a snaggled tooth, it couldn't be have, have some kind of growth on his leg. He had to be a perfect sacrifice. Mm -hmm. And now all you have to do is come with the sacrifice of thanksgiving and yes, praise. Thank you, Lord. You know, uh, uh, come with a, a sacrifice of love. Yes. He calls them sacrifices here. Yes, he does. Uh, in Luke 17, 11 through 19, we have the account of the 10 lepers. I've preached on it many times, and uh, there's not, uh, nobody in here doesn't know about the 10 lepers, but they cried to Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourselves to the priests. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. Yes. Now they were afar off. Yes. They, they could see Jesus. Jesus obviously could see them. But I wouldn't call that literally in their presence. In his presence. But one of them out of the ten, when he saw that he was healed, he turned back and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. Now this, that's a sacrifice of praise and thanks right there. A sacrifice of worship right there yes. by a Samaritan. Now that implies that maybe the other nine were Jews. And if they were, they were covenant Jews. They had a covenant with God. They had a right to healing through the covenant. He said in, in Exodus 15, 23, I am the Lord that healeth thee. Yes. And so they had a covenant with him, every right to be healed. But this Samaritan didn't have a covenant. Yes. He wasn't a Christian. He wasn't born again. He wasn't saved, and he's the only one to turn. And what did he do? Got in the presence of God. Yes. And that's what I call presence at his feet. Yes, thank you, Lord. When you come to the throne of grace, you're going to kneel at his feet. That's being in the presence of God. And he entered in with praise and thanksgiving. And then Jesus looks at him, and he said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? There are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. Jesus knew him. He knew Jesus at this point. But that word stranger means he, he was estranged from the Jewish religion. He wasn't a Jew. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way, thy faith has made thee whole. And I preached it before you know this, that the other nine weren't made whole. This one entered into the presence of God and gave him thanks and praise. And God, so honored by that, gave him wholeness. Yes, yes. Made him whole, spirit, soul, and body. Yes. Missing fingers, Thank they grew Lord. back. That's Missing right. toe, it grew yes. back. Ear fell off last May yes. at the picnic, grew back. Whole. The other nine were healed, but if they were missing fingers, they just had missing fingers that were healed. 
They had missing toes, a missing ear, a half-eaten nose, but they were healed. Yes. But they weren't whole. That's right. Difference. Now I'm not saying that, that this refers to the nine lepers, but another thing God showed me is that sin will keep you from entering into the presence of God. That's why we must yes. enter in with a, a pure and clean and true heart. Yes. And, and we, we enter in with our mouths going in praise and worship like this guy did. Mm -hmm. And we go to his feet. Yes. And we worship at his feet. Yes. Sin will keep you from doing that. Yes, it will. You will not get into the presence of God if you're in mm -hmm. sin. Because one of the things that the blood and sacrifices of the goats and the bulls, it got their sins atoned, but it never cleansed them from a guilty conscience. So here, if you have a guilty conscience, or there's sin in your life, you certainly won't go before God. I mean, that's one of the clues that uh, we have as parents. When your kid doesn't want to look you in the eye, or doesn't want to want you to get in their face or in their presence, it's because they did something wrong. Mm -hmm. They'll stay away from you mm -hmm. when they do something wrong. Yes. It started in the garden with Adam. Yeah. You kidding me? <laughs> Tell them, Mark. <laughs> started in the Adam, in the Adam with garden. It started in the garden with Adam. Yeah. Adam had daily fellowship Yes. In the presence of God. He walked with God in the cool of the day through the garden every yes. day. Two glory yes. clouds. Maybe Eve was with them sometime or all the time. I don't know. But if she was, there was three glory clouds walking down the garden every day. Yes. And then God comes a certain day. No Adam, no Eve. Where were they? Hiding. Mm -hmm. Why? Sin. Sin will not only keep you from wanting to be in the presence of God. It will cause you to hide from the presence Amen. of God. That's right. You don't want to hide from the presence of God. That's right. And, and you know, uh, with the high priest and that, like I said, if you sin, you got another sacrifice, took it to him, he made the sacrifice for you, got you straight again. Yeah. Well, we have 1 John 1 and 9. If yeah. we mess up, if we sin, if we miss the mark, if we fall short of God's perfect standard and glory, we can go to him in confession, confess our sins, yes. and the Bible says he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So we, what did we do? We made a sacrifice of praise with yes. our lips. Yes. That's a whole lot better than bringing me a goat or a bull for the slaughter on your behalf. Yes. Amen. I don't want that mess. But sin keeps you from the presence of God. Yes. Makes you want to hide. Yes. If you're not obeying God's commandment, walking in love, Come on. loving one another, you're in sin. Yes. And John tells yes. us that if you're not walking in love, you're in sin. If you hate your brother, you're a murderer. Ooh. And and uh, God says if you if you don't love your brother, you can't love him. You can't mistreat people. And then expect to get into the presence of God. That's not how it works. You better get your ducks in order, just like that high priest. Because you're a high priest now. Yes. You want to get in the presence of God? There's yes. a certain way to do it. Yes. And and number one, you better be clean. You better yes. have a true and pure heart. Yes. Before you enter his presence. That's right. He's not going to strike you dead or nothing, but he's not going to talk to you. 
Uh, I was reading one of Mark Hankins' books. I don't remember which one it was, but he was talking about getting into the presence of God. He was teaching on prayer, I think. And he said him and his wife, Trina, had an argument. And uh, if I remember correctly, he said he used harsh words and maybe said something that he shouldn't have said. And then, uh, you know, he just let it go. She let it go. And I guess later that day or the next morning, whenever, he, he said he would start his day with a, uh, an hour of prayer and an hour in the Word. That's how he started his day. Yes. And he said he uh, was praying in tongues and he gets into he thinks he's getting into the presence of God. And God says, I don't want to talk to you. He said, what you said to your wife is wrong. He says, go get that straight now and then come back. And I mean, that's the truth. You know, Peter talks about a husband and wife and the prayer of agreement. And, you know, he, he talks about if, if uh, uh, you and your wife ain't getting along, your prayers will be hindered. That's right. He won't hear your prayers. You know, right. everybody thinks that God always hears my prayers all the time. No, he don't. There's plenty of places in the Bible where God doesn't hear your prayer. Why? You're not right with him. He said, get that thing straightened out with That's your wife right. because, yes. uh, you know, the word says, love husbands, love your wives. Mm -hmm. Wives honor your husbands. Yes. He says, uh, that wasn't very loving to your wife. He said, get that straightened out and then come and talk to me. In other words, he's, you know, God is telling him, I don't even want to talk to you. Get that mess straightened out. Jesus said that it, it, we bring your sacrifice to the altar and then you realize you have aught with somebody. He said, leave your sacrifice there at the altar. Yes. Go get so, that mess straightened out yes. and then come back and, and offer your sacrifice because yes. I ain't accepting it. Yes. That's kind of what he told Mark Hanks. Yes. In 1 John 3.21 says, Beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then have we confidence toward God. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. And this is his commandment that we should believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he gave us commandment. And when, like I said, when you're under conviction, your heart is... That word condemn is a little harsh. That's the King James, but it's actually talking about conviction. If your heart convicts you, then you will have no confidence towards God. And it's just like Adam. He had no confidence towards God, didn't want to approach him, didn't want to be in his presence because he sinned and his heart was convicting him. And he didn't even have the Holy Spirit. We got the Holy Spirit to convict us. And when you refuse his conviction, it's like I was talking about Sunday. There's no remedy for that. If you refuse Jesus' sacrifice, there's no remedy for that because there is no other sacrifice. Yeah. If, if Jesus is the way, the truth, the life, the only way to God, yeah. and you refuse that, how are you going to get to God? Yes. You can't. Mm -hmm. There you are, no remedy. So you've got to get your heart right, and then you'll not only be able to access the presence of God, but you'll be able to stay in the presence of God, dwell in the presence of God. He said, beloved, if our heart condemns us not, then have we confidence towards God, and then whatsoever we ask, we receive of him. You remember I said you get in his presence with your mouth moving? Mm -hmm. yes. You can ask him for something in yes. his presence. And, and it says that uh, whatsoever we ask, we receive of him because we keep his commandments. In other words, 
If your heart is condemning you, no presence. If your heart is not condemning you, presence. If your heart's condemning him, condemning you, you or convicting you, you can't ask him for anything because he don't want to hear it. He don't want to hear it from you. Get your heart right. Walk in the commandment of love. Believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ. That's how we have to approach everything we do in the kingdom of God with the Father has to be done through that name, by that name. Yeah. That's what gives us authority to get into his presence. Is Karen still light out there? I think you're good for a few more minutes. Psalm 91, I'm going to close with this. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, and Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with His feathers, and under His wings shalt thou trust. Let me tell you something. If you're under his wings, you're in his presence. Amen. You are real close to yes, him. He's yes. hovering over you. He's yes. protecting you. Yes. He's providing for you. Yes. And he didn't talk about a visit. He said, he that dwelleth well, there. there. Yeah. You know what's going to keep you from dwelling there? Your little pet sin. God say, he lift that wing and say, scoop. Get on out of here. Get yourself right. Before you come back. I know I'm trying to be humorous, but I'm trying to make a point here. I want you to understand it and see it. You know, it, it, it's kind of like it is. You know, uh, we have to be humble before him. He made that clear to us because he, he says he resists pride. He resists the proud, but giveth grace to the humble. Proud over here, talk to the hand, not the man. Mm -hmm. Humble here, come on in. Yes. Get under that wing. Yes. What do y'all need? Yes. What do you want? Ask me something. Yes. Say something. Yes. His truth should be thy shield and buckler. His truth protects us. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Some people believe that this is God's going to let us see people going to hell or something. That's their reward. That's the reward of the wicked. I don't know about all that stuff, but Somehow we're going to see what the reward of the wicked is, and we're going to be praising God and thanking him that we're not getting that reward. Amen. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high, thy habitation. Yes. See, uh, no walking in his commandment, no walking in love, doing your own thing and that doesn't get you under the wing. Mm -hmm. And then he said, because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high, thy habitation, you're, hab you're habitating there, you're living there, you're dwelling there, because you're right. Your yes. heart is right. Yes. you got a pure yes. heart, and you entered in the correct way. You're dwelling there. He says, then there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. 
for he shall give his angels charge concerning thee, and in their hands they shall bear thee up at less than any time you dash your foot against a stone. He won't even let you stumble on a stone. That's right. Why? You're dwelling there. Yes. But if you think you can live your own way, do your own thing, and dwell in the presence of the Lord, and claim promises like this, no evil shall befall me, neither shall any plague come down my dwelling, eh, not how it works. You might get some mercy every now and then. He said, Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder, the young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under feet. This is talking about the devil, his cohorts, and all of the, uh, the things that they do. He says that you'll trample on them. Why? Because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Long life. Hallelujah. Long life. Hallelujah. You know, when we serve the Lord, there's a lot of promises. People claim them all the time. I shall live and not die. I will declare the works of the Lord. With long life shall he satisfy me. And... But we think we don't have to qualify for that, but we have to qualify. It's not hard to qualify. Love your brother. Keep your heart pure. He knows you're not perfect. He knows you're going to mess up. He gave us a washing of water by the word. He said, clean yourself up and get right back into my presence. Get right back under my wing. Amen? We better close here. Hallelujah. I think that clock's a little slow, Matthew. I think it's a few minutes after. I hope you got something out of this tonight. We need to spend time in the presence of God. And, and you know, there's times when I hide in his presence. I actually, I run for that wing and get under it. Amen. And I quote scriptures about, you know, fear. God hasn't given me a spirit of fear, love, power, sound mind. And, uh, you know, it, uh, the Lord... Uh, is my life, whom shall I fear, and, and different things like that, because I, I get anxiety, I get anxious at times, and I know that's where I need to get, is under that wing. Amen. And so I do whatever it takes to get under there. And then it's Amen. like, ah, I could feel it, I could feel it. That's the presence of God. And the peace comes, and the satisfaction comes, and the safety comes, and I sleep like a baby again. Amen. Amen. We can all do it. Love you guys. We'll see you on Sunday. This concludes this message. Thank you for listening. We pray that it's been a blessing to you. For more information about FFC or its ministries, please contact the church office. God bless you, and remember, Jesus is Lord.